Blog Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon, folks. This is Carl, and uh, it is Sunday, February the 4th, and we are going to do our uh, Bible study this afternoon for the next 90 minutes, and I'll give you a phone number here you can call, and uh, you might want to make a comment or you might want to ask a question, however you want to do it, and uh, feel free to call in and Say anything you'd like to. Uh, when you call in, it'll, it'll you'll hear the the program, which you're probably you've got to be hearing right now, and then it'll tell you to push one if you want to join the queue, which means for me to see you're on here and bring you on, uh, if possible. It's not a hard and fast rule, but if possible, it would be good if whatever you ask a question about uh, would be part of the. Uh, context of what we're talking about, which is the cross of Christ, which is the entire Bible, really. Everything points to the cross of Christ. Uh, But let me give you the number. The number to call it is toll-free from anywhere in continental United States is 319-527-6208. And it's toll-free from anywhere in continental United States, as far as I understand. So uh, with that, we can very shortly, we're going to get rolling again. We're going to be going back to the cross of Christ, which uh, the entire Bible, really, if you want to just bring it right down to what it's about totally, it's about God created man, man sinned willingly and intentionally, And uh, God became a man to die on the cross to pay for the debt that God had established uh, that was owed because of man's sin, which is an amazing thing. God, God established the penalty for sin, knowing that he was the only one who could pay for it. And as 1 John said, he has died for the sins of the entire world. Every sin that's ever been committed or ever will be committed, he has died to pay for many, most, most, when you count the number of peoples that have lived since Adam and Eve until the end of time, most people will ignore that payment, want nothing to do with it. And, uh, of course, we as born-again believers and you having the Holy Spirit in you, um, if you don't have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, you're not born again. Uh, you may be bought, you may have bought into some easy form of believism that's being preached in most churches today. And I will say that because of what I hear some very well-known ministers on the radio talking about currently today, that the churches, in fact, one international evangelist said December 4th of last year, which is only what? Three months ago, he said uh, 50% of the church has left the Bible. That's his opinion, but it's a better opinion than I could venture, being he's a well-known international evangelist. Um, this, the, the, the point of the matter is, is Jesus Christ had to go to the cross to pay the penalty 
that he established for the horrendousness of one sin. And he paid at the cross. Jesus Christ paid for every sin that's ever been committed or ever will be committed. That is a thought that just blows my mind. I, I can't even grip my, I can't grip my hands around it or my arms or anything. It's just too big for me to comprehend, but I believe it. I don't understand it. I may never in all, in all eternity grasp what that cross, what God sacrificed there for my benefit, by grace. By grace, meaning that I did nothing to earn it, did nothing to deserve it, do nothing currently to maintain it. It's the grace of God. And it was displayed, the love and the grace of God was was displayed on the cross. And the, what we do with the cross of Christ, what we do with it, by that I mean, how do we, how do we, uh, how do we view the cross? Is the cross the, the the single most, do you realize, do we realize, do I realize that if it weren't for the cross and my 100% faith in that, I will end up in the lake of fire. This is not my stage, folks. That's why we're on this topic, and I probably will be maybe the whole rest of this year. The cross of Christ with many verses, many, many. In reality, every verse in this Bible, and I'm not going to go to that extent, uh, points back to the Christ of, uh, cross of Jesus Christ. Okay, just bear with me here a second. We are going to start today, hopefully, with getting into some verses that refer to the cross of Christ, and I'm going to go to 1 Timothy 4. And I'm going to read 10 and 11. And I'm going to show you how these verses do revert back to the cross. Therefore, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially those that believe. Just hold on. Let me bring Raven on. You're on. You can hear me. I'm here. I'm here, Kyle. Okay. I'm okay. Well, no, I'm not okay, but I'm here. Let's, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, go ahead and say a prayer, and we'll get rolling. All right, Kyle. <sighs> Father, we are so thankful for this beautiful, sunshiny day we have today. Yeah. And... Uh, we should be thankful for all of them, no matter what. But I have to admit, I'm I, I'm a little more thankful for the sunshine. <laughs> uh, Father, we today I'm especially thankful for for a good friend who is hearing scripture. And Father, I, I, I'm just going to right now ask that you convict him of his need to, to turn back to you, Lord. <sighs> Lord, and, 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 and I'm, I'm going to... Father, I ask now that you work in the hearts of all those who 
either aren't saved or, or maybe are and are just struggling and 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 don't know which way to turn. And Father, we know that there are many out there, so many who know you, but are going through trials and 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 each and every one of us goes through this. James and and and, and so many other in James 1, 2 through 4, and, and so many other verses of Scripture, God tells us we're going to go through these times. But unfortunately, we forget sometimes that the only answer is to turn to you. Father, I just ask that you work in the hearts of all of those, myself included, who when we are struggling, may take a moment to forget that the only place to go is to you. Because without you, (laughs) we have nothing. We truly have nothing. Yes, we have each other. We have the spiritual gifts that you give us so that we can comfort each other. But in truth, it all comes from you. So, Father, I I just ask right now that you reach out and convict each person who is struggling, who is having a bad day today, and, and, and just isn't sure what to do, where to go, who to talk to, because the one to talk to is you. And, and I'm asking, Lord, and I'm asking, Lord, that, that if there are, are those out there <clears throat> who do know you and, and who are having a wonderful day in the Lord, that you convict them to reach out to someone who they know is having difficulties because that is the reason for their spiritual gift, to use it to edify the church. And we are the church. And so give us the words over the next 90 minutes, Lord, to edify the church. Those who are listening today, give us the words that the people who are listening today need because we don't know what those words are. But, Father, you do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Okay, Raymond, I'm going to start off with something that is – Really not connected with what we're going to do, but you brought up James 1, 2 through 4. All right. And you know you know that all my life, because uh, my parents, even before I was born, followed car racing, auto racing. Yeah. And uh, it, it, this is an interesting thing that I saw today. Uh, since I've been... 15 years old, I have been following 
well, now he hasn't raced now in 20, 25 years. I have mm-hmm. been, I've followed since the 1958. Okay. The progress of, of a race car driver from Houston, Texas, named A.J. Foyt. Oh, yeah. And he I'm is familiar now, with the name. Yeah, he's over. He's he's eighty nine plus years old. Well, here's the interesting thing. He has hired a driver this year to race. He has two cars, okay. and of course, raced at Indianapolis is the big one. Mm-hmm. And uh, the driver that he hired put out uh, uh, something on his on Facebook this morning, and uh, believe it or not. It was James 1, 2 through 5, and he uh-huh. sort of explained how he applies it to his life. Hallelujah. Um, which Beautiful. is amazing for a race car driver to put that out. Uh, it's just, Beautiful. you know, uh, but, uh, and that, uh, just interesting, you bought, the, you bought up that because that's what struck me this morning when I went on and looked if I had Facebook messages that this guy actually put that out there. So, now, I want to go into the other thing you're talking about because this applies exactly to the cross of Christ. There's a situation where there's someone that Raven and I uh, know quite well, and um, the the person has um, – the person is not walking with God as as they should be. And many times, as we have done in our life, as we should be, and Raven has been communicating through Scripture with this individual, and uh, he he is responding. Now, uh, of course, you always come down to saying, and you you, you people want to debate back and forth. Or was uh, can you can you become lost if you're once saved? And can this happen to I want to go to what Scripture says, and I want you to, because we can't answer that. To, we can't answer it, but it's none of our business to answer it. I want you to uh, read Hebrews 3.12, talking about believers. Go ahead. All right. Yes, let me get there here real quick. It makes no difference whether the, the point I'm going to say, it's not, we're not to determine before we bring the Scripture to the people whether whether what we assess them to be, whether they've walked away from their faith or not. that's We, we right. can't do that. Only God knows. But I want you to just go ahead and read that, that it is possible a person could leave the faith, could. Right, right. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Regardless. Even if I just came in, uh, it's 3.15 Eastern uh, Standard Time, and at 3.14, my, uh, my sh- spaceship just landed from Battle Battlestar or Battleship Galactica or whatever it is. And I'm not a Star Wars person. I've never seen it, have no interest, but I think that's a term that's floating around, Battleship Galactica or whatever. Uh, this is not theology she's reading. It says departing from the living God. You can't depart from something you were not with, in, or part of. Now, That's right. 
that is something that can happen. It can happen to a believer. Now, Raven, where I want to see what you've done here, whether he has departed and you have been instrumental in, 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 in bringing the Holy Spirit back to him, or he may have just been as the, 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 the term, I'm not sure I even understand what it means, but we say backslidden, it doesn't make any difference. If you're backslidden, continue in that backslidden position, you will eventually depart from the living God through unbelief. So regardless of where his current status is, it makes no difference. I want you to read Romans 11:23, which I see you have provided, not that you've done it, not that you're the power behind it, but you have opened the door for him to walk through this door, and I see this happening. And they also, if they do not continue in unbelief, yes, will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. So whether someone is departed through unbelief, meaning they're on a they're on a one way trip to hell, if they die in this condition, they're gone. It's all over for all eternity. Depart from from the living God through unbelief. Whether they're there or they're on a path that's leading there by apostasy, it makes no difference. You have still I feel, are, are, not have, you are providing the Holy Spirit conviction to bring this people, as James says, rescue them, as it were, almost from the, out of the fires of hell. And that's what we, that's what I want to concentrate on that we're going to do with the cross of Christ. Whether a person is just backslidden uh, or apostate, uh, or they really, truly departed from, from God, as long as their heart's beating and they're, they're conscious and they're taking in air and exhaling, the cross of Christ must never be held back from giving to peop- given to people, even people who are be- were believers. Don't play judge. Don't get into theology, yeah. argue about once saved, always saved. You can't. You can't, you can't this, you can't that. I don't want to hear any of that stuff. I want to read what the Bible says. It says, number one, you can depart from the living God through unbelief. You can. That is theology from the scripture, not from Carl or from any Bible college I've ever been to because I've never been to one. The next thing it says is no matter what condition, if you are breathing, eating, sleeping, conscious, alive, God will always, always give you repent will always heed your repentance and bring you back into the fold and understand the context of that is israel itself and we know god knows that israel as a nation the judaism is judaism is not gonna is not going to come back to faith not period the hundred forty four thousand will at the end of the Great Tribulation period, but Judaism itself is going to go into eternity never having repented. But do you see what God says here? And this Romans eleven twenty through 23, talking about the religion and the people of Judaism, 
that even though they they're not they're, they are not as a group going to come back, he still extends the grace of repentance to them, even though they're not going to do it. So I, I hope it's making sense. I'm saying you're what, regardless of what condition this person's in, and it's none of our business. We're not told to make right. that a part of the equation. That is no more part of the equation than is the temperature in Indochina at the present time. The only thing right. we're told to do is to do what James says, to rescue them, as it were, out of the fire of hell. And I, I'm telling you, and I'm not doing this to, I'm not a paid uh, PR person for Raven. If I am, she hasn't paid me anything. So, <laughs> we can, But I, I'm telling you, this is something, folks, this is so apropos. About 10 minutes before the program started, I opened a message she sent me about this, and this person is responding. And 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 this is so apropos because all she's she's not telling him what to do. He's the type of person that really wouldn't have much interest in in our opinion. But he does have yeah. a great respect for the cross of Christ, and that's what I see happening. You are bringing the cross of Christ back to him in reality. And and Let this, me add, this is this. Yeah, go ahead. Let me just add one more thing, because here's something that you didn't address, which, although I'm sure that you would 100% agree, but, and and that is this, you don't know what. Hold on, when you say I 100% agree, you've just taken the option away from me to disagree, so. Well, but but you will. I know you will. Oh, only kidding. Only kidding. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, I know you will because because with Christ there is no other option, and that is this. Even though he was a pastor, and so it doesn't matter. But this man was a pastor. Right. But this man was a pastor of. Right. But this man was a pastor of a church. And I don't care who anyone is, there is always the possibility that he was never saved. That is a possibility. Absolutely. But in either case, he's he's not part, he is in a position of being departed from God through unbelief. Oh, absolutely, right. it's possible. That's why right. we, we can't qualify. We can't pick and choose, or oh, I'm going to determine where I have to go. No, the Holy Spirit has got right. to give you this. Right. But, and, uh, and, and I just say this because you may think, you may think in your own mind, well, of course he was saved. He this, he that, he this, he that. Let me tell you something. I went for years people thinking that I was saved and because of what I was told, repeat after me, say the prayer, blah, 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 I thought I was saved until one day God showed me that I was not. And when I went to church that afternoon, I'd been to the morning service, I'm going to make this very fast, but I went to the morning service, was convicted by the Holy Spirit, went back to evening service and said to my pastor, 
I am not saved, and I need to get saved. And my own pastor said to me, well, of course you are. Of course you're saved. We all know you here. We've seen you. You've been coming for years. You're saved. And I had to say to him, listen, stop telling me I'm saved. I know I'm not saved. The Holy Spirit is telling me I'm not saved. God is telling me I'm not saved. So you may think that someone is saved. You've been watching them. You've been But we can put on a very good act. Satan can convince us we are saved. He can he can help us to put on all the to be very very to do all the right things, to say all the right things. Just because you think someone was saved and now all of a sudden they're not doing the right things. They're, they're what's going on? So never assume that someone is saved, and now they're all of a sudden, and I'm not saying, I don't want anybody to get me wrong, I'm not saying he was, or he isn't now, I I have no, no idea, no, no. I don't, what you're, what you're saying, Raven, is a general, in fact, yeah, let, let's, let's get the scripture, let's do this, go to 2 Timothy 3.15 and 16, Right. this addresses right. what you're saying, you don't even have to evaluate the person, the, That's right. the cross of Christ, the cross of Christ is the only solution for the two situations we're going to see in 2 Timothy 3.15 and 16. So just read 3.15 right now, and that tells us that even if they are unsaved, thinking they are saved, the cross of Christ yep. will solve it. Then 3.16 right. tells us that if they were saved and they've departed from the living God through unbelief, that the cross of Christ will bring them back. It covers both. Second, Go ahead. Second Timothy, Timothy 3.15? Yep. Covers, and, that from, covers, and that from childhood, I'm sorry. No, and that ahead, from childhood, yeah, And that from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Okay, now that covers salvation. So, again, yes. it's not important for us to determine whether they're saved or not. In fact, it takes our mind off of the cross of Christ. It yes. will solve this problem. Now, once you're saved, the cross of Christ will not only sanctify you, which is a process from the moment you're born again till the time you die, but even yes. if you have departed from the living God, through unbelief, as Hebrews 3.12 says, this will solve the problem. So the cross of Christ covers everything. Don't go to religion. Don't go to commentaries. Don't go to people like me first. Go to the cross of Christ, especially applied to your life, no matter where you stand. Even if yeah. you're the president of the Atheist Club in America, which was it Madeline Murray O'Hara, somebody was, some sort of title. Yeah. If, you have, if yeah. you have inherited that job, I don't care where you are. The cross of Christ is the only answer to the human condition of sin. So now go ahead for a believer. Read 316. All scripture is given by inspiration of God 
and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I don't have to determine what, what, what position he's in. It's not in up fact, to me. It's, dang, it's, not, wait, it's not only not up to you, it's dangerous because then we modify the message. All you yep. need to do is prove Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yep. Period. That's yep. why Paul said First Corinthians. You know, here, Paul. Paul was the number two man in Judaism. He probably was more aware of Jewish law and more of an expert in it than any person on the face of the earth, even though he was waiting for Gamaliel to kick the bucket so he could take over the entirety of Judaism. He also had the gospel taught to him by the one person, Jesus Christ, not man. So this man knew more about both the law and religion and biblical Christianity than any human being that we know has ever lived. And yet he came out out of of all of that, all of that. He made a statement, a one one verse statement about summing up his whole life. First Corinthians two two. I determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. And that word determined is key. If you leave mm-hmm. that out, it takes a lot of the it takes a lot of the significance. Paul has gone through more religion and more knowledgeable in it than you and I could ever be. He has learned the gospel, per Galatians 1. I think it's uh, verse 11 to like 18. He didn't learn it from any of the so-called apostles. He learned it from Jesus Christ, period, for three years. Who could know more than Paul? And what does Paul say? I determined to know nothing but Christ and him crucified. He didn't put any, any letters after his name like Dr. Paul or Ph.D. Right. and S.J. determined to know nothing but Christ and him crucified. There's a big difference between knowing Christ and knowing Christ and him crucified. A lot of the Antichrists in this world today and the spirit of Antichrist knows Jesus, that they don't know Christ and him crucified. And that's First John 2, 18 through 22. They know Jesus. They know him. They believe in him. They believe even that he could be part of whatever, whatever people believe. The, 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 the Church of the Latter-day Saints of Jesus Christ believe one thing about him. Biblical Christians believe another thing. Islam believes another thing about him. Very few people, including all the writers of history and old-time encyclopedia, they believe this is Jesus They do not believe that he is the Christ. That's why Paul said, Jesus Christ and him crucified. If you don't bring people back to the cross of Christ, you're preaching hollow words of religion. Yeah. Okay, so we've we've got that. and We we read 1 Timothy 4, 10, and 11 about three weeks ago, but I want to go back and read this one more time. And let's apply 4, 10, and 11 of 1 Timothy 
What it means is the cross, bringing them back to the cross. It's the only thing that's going to save anybody, including Raven and I and you. For to this end, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. These things command and teach. What are we to command and teach? That we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men. Why is he the Savior of all men? Go to 1 John chapter 3 and read. I believe it's 7 through 11. I'm going to verify that. 1 John mm-hmm. chapter 3. 7 through 11. And I, I believe that is it, even though I somehow I have uh, managed to lose the verses in my scripture, and that's kind of bad. First John 3, hold on just a minute, Raven. Sure, My Bible's sure. come up, done a poor job of putting it back together. Okay, we've got it here. First John chapter uh, 3. 7 through 11. Go ahead. All right. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him. And he cannot sin, because he has been born of God. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. For this is the message you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. All right, read verse 10, because I think it says something different than mine. I don't know. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not. Hold on. Hold on. Are you in 1 John 3, 7 through 11? Yeah. I don't think so. It's very close. 1 John 3, 7 through 11. My apology. My apology. I'm totally wrong. 1 John 4, 7 through 11. Oh, all right. But well, you know what? But, Raven, that was so close. That's why I was bamboozled. Well, I was bamboozled because I looked at the wrong chapter. First John 4, 7 through 11. Well, as they said in the Wizard of Oz, that's a horse of a different color, my friend. <laughs> not really. Not really. Not really. It's very close. But go ahead. It's very close. All right. Let me start in, in verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. 
He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. This is the beginning of the cross. You see that? The beginning of the cross. Go ahead. Yes, definitely. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, that's the cross. If, that's yes. totally the cross. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Similar, and but yeah, true. these are similar, but not exactly the same, yeah. That is similar, but I see you doing verse 11 here. If God so loved us, he ought, we ought to love one another. What you're doing is bringing him back to the cross. Every word in scripture is designed to bring people to the cross, either to it for the first time or back to it if they've left it. Yeah. I want you to this, pay attention and, to that. And as we, you as, as I, because you, you especially, Raven, because you've got a very, very, very volatile situation. And what's volatile about it is no matter where that person stands, this person was so gifted as an evangelist. Oh, yeah. Teacher, that I believe Satan is throwing every power of hell at this individual. But you, after how many months have you been doing this, no response? Uh, let's see. He yeah. only responded. I mean, he's looking at so, it. Here's the interesting thing. Some people may okay, be aware how, or you may have you may okay, have certain settings long, on your phone. How long, hold on, Raven, stop. Let me ask the yeah. question because it's you're saying I'm making mistakes. How long okay. from the first time that you r- reached out, just to guess, we don't have to know the day, the hour, the minute, and the second. Right. How long has it been roughly? So you've got a positive response today, which was positive, I, I believe. Well, or I started, you... I started yeah. on December 10th. Now, on, Dece- on December 22nd, he reached out to me and just asked me, um, who is this? Like, you know, like he didn't really know who it was that was contacting him. Right. Right. right? But then, but but then uh, after that, I continued to send him verses and he has not responded again this entire time. And he has pretty much ignored the fact that I've been sending him verses but you know we can we can block you know and that kind of thing. Okay, Raven, Raven, I'm trying to establish something. But he hasn't. Please, how long has it been since you felt till today where you're getting a positive response? Roughly two and a half months. Yes, except for one time on January seventh, okay. a month ago. A month ago, okay. he, 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 you know how you can like something, and he did that. He did like he liked the verse that I sent him. But so it's like one time since then, he, he, um, 
you know, how you can heart something or like it or whatever. And he hearted a verse that I sent so, him. Okay, but, hold on. So my, let me make my point. The point we're making yeah. here, folks, she went a month and a half without anything, basically. Yeah. Then she went Pretty another much, month, yeah. and another sign comes up a mo- uh, two and a half months after the beginning wa- yeah. where she's reaching out. What I'm saying, give that person the cross of Christ, not theology, based on your denomination, your religion, your pastor, or even somebody like myself. Please, not myself. Bring them to the cross. Do you see what the power of Raven giving the man the cross, which is every word in the scripture, is about Jesus Christ and him crucified? And that's Paul said it, not me. I'm not even smart enough to understand it. He said in 1 Corinthians 2, 2. But I'm making a point here. This man is, out of my lifetime, one of the four. In fact, I'll say he's in a group of four, but I'm going to say the gifted evangelist and knowing the scripture inside and out, upwards and downwards. I don't know. I don't know that I've I've witnessed anybody who had a better grip on scripture. But the, we're not to analyze yeah. what condition he's in. The point of the right. matter, Raven, that you said, and this is the point I'm trying to establish. You did okay. nothing. You said you no. didn't even tell him. Any your opinion, you just gave the verses. Nothing else. Isn't that right in the beginning? That is correct. All I do is send the scripture as the Lord leads me. And scripture is nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the point I'm trying to make here. It's so easy for to come down and, oh, well, we learned so much from you. How could you? No, none of that nonsense. None of her commentary. Not even her opinion about anything including the weather. She gave that man scripture, and after a month and a half, he responds. Then another wilderness. Now he's coming back again. I'm telling you, you people, you and I, especially me, cannot realize the power of the words that Jesus in this Bible, they can bring people back to the cross, folks. It can happen. And if you don't bring them back to the cross and you just bring them to religion, and Pastor Rand said this twice today. If all you're going to give people in church is religion, you're, 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 you're leading them right to the path of hell. Yep. But I want to just stress, Raven, that you gave no commentary based on years of knowing the man. Yep. No commentary. You brought him back to yep. Jesus Christ crucified. I want to establish that, and I want that to be the theme of what we're going to do in every verse we talk about until we're done, which may not even be this year at the rate I'm moving, uh, because I've got dozens and dozens and dozens of verses that go to the cross, but there's nowhere else to go. You can't go to religion. I go to a Southern Baptist church. They, they, They believe the colors, you know, like the football team's. We believe gray and crimson, and we be, we believe blue, and the Los Angeles Dodgers believe blue. This, this, this denomination, they they believe the colors of their denomination. I'm not being critical, but this pastor said twice today, if you are not leading people to Jesus Christ and him crucified, you are leading those people in your church to hell, to hell, to hell. And this is a very, very, very... Uh, well, he's probably, all his life, probably 30 years, 
He's a he's a, a a pastor of a Southern Baptist church, and I want you to see where Raven didn't put any of her opinion. And this is very very important. The Holy Spirit does not need Raven's opinion. And what is no. First Timothy? What is First Timothy four ten say? Raven, read that. Yep. Let me get back there. First Timothy four four eleven. You just read ten. You read ten, which is. The cross of Christ, who is the Savior. Yes. These things command and teach. These things command and teach. You see, Raven, the point I want to make here is your obedience. None of the other stuff matters. All the other conditions and when he talked and no, only one thing makes it. You obeyed the command and teaching of 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 Jesus Christ, which every word in here is Christ authored in, by the Holy Spirit, and what is happening? You may be breaking down the gates of hell here. Just think of that. You could. There's a verse that I never really quite felt I had my arms around that uh, the church breaking down the gates of hell. That's exactly what you're doing here. Do you see that, people? Only because she was obedient and taught what the Holy Spirit said, command and teach yeah. these things. Nothing else. She didn't say, I'm sorry to see what's happening or any anything else. That's religion. Yeah. I want to reinforce yeah. this because so often we want to we want to we want to come to a person and we want to be real polite and real nice so we don't hurt their feelings. The Holy Spirit says these things command and teach. What? The first previous, and that is to trust in the living God, the Savior of all men. And that is only through the cross. Bring people back to the cross. All right. You know something, Carl? Something you just said. Because uh this is something we want to make it about us. We want to give our testimony. We want to say, this is what I did. This is what me, 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 I, 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 and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with saying, you know, I was saved on such and such a day, but it's not about us. It's about what God did. It's about what he did on the cross. It's about how he saves us. It's about what scripture says. We, our testimony is not going to save our neighbor, our family, our whoever. God is going to save them, and his word is going to save them. And I don't care how many times you tell them all about the good person you've become because of Christ and, and, and all of this and that, it's always going to come back to how it's his word that's going to save them, always. How shall they learn without a preacher? How shall they hear without the word of God? Well, Raven, and, when I say, and when I say a preacher, we are the preachers. Okay, but hold on. It, it, all it these people. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
All of these people believe they are preachers. I want to stick, Raven, I want to go right to the Bible, what you're doing, because I don't care what other people think. I honestly don't. I've seen something happen to a person that I admired and and so much for nine years and seeing what's happened to him. And I'm gonna, I want to, I want everybody to hear this because nothing that I can give is an opinion on anything I think can right. supersede the fact of the results that I'm seeing. And I, right. I, we've got to, we've got to understand as much as you've got to understand. I've always thought all my life and said, if you don't understand what the problem is, you ain't going to fix it. By the same token, we've got to understand, folks. We've got to understand what we're doing right. Please don't let that go. Please don't let that go. And that is what you're doing. I want to focus on only this right now. I may leave a lot of other stuff unsaid, but okay. Now, you also said something else. You made a comment there. I, I, I wanted you to understand. I, I didn't mean to say we need a preacher as in a pastor. I meant we are all yeah. ministers of God. We all speak God's word, and that's that was my point. Understand, I'm not correcting you on anything. I'm saying that we could go so many different directions on this. They're infinite. I want to stick to one thing. Raven is having results over a horrendous situation a horrendous situation, and just because she's bringing him back to Christ and him crucified. We could go off in a million different tangents, and they all be good. I want to stick right. to the cross of Christ, what's happening. Now, you said something else, and it's been seven, eight minutes ago. I don't know. Uh, but you didn't bring him back to any sermons, or how did you phrase that? Uh, um. I didn't bring him back to anything that was about me or about a testimony of mine or, or is that what you mean? Uh, yeah. It wasn't about, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's all about Christ. It's all about scripture. It's, it has nothing to do with, with me or, 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 or anything. It's all about what God says, not about what I say. Is that? So you didn't, you, you didn't approach him with any fancy talk. Any Christian cliches nope. or anything? Nope. Okay? Okay. Right. What you did, and Hebrews says this very, very clearly. Let us leave. Let us leave. You should be, you're, you're still on milk. You should be off of milk and on to solid food. Let us leave. Let us leave the initial, the fundamentals, and get in to the reality of what the Bible's about. Is it important? Paul didn't knock baptism. He didn't knock confession. He didn't knock, he did not uh, criticize uh, becoming uh, born again. None of that stuff. But he did. Let's leave the idea of baptism, of repenting from sin. And move on to solid food. And that's what you've done to earth. You've moved on to what? To Christ and him crucified. There ain't no more solid food than that. Right. Yeah, that's you did true. Not yeah. Raven, if you would have preached them one word, in my opinion, you'd have lost it all. Knowing this individual. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. I want I want to yeah, go I, to, I want to go I want to go to one other thing that I see that you've done. And this is I'm thinking on my feet here. Okay. I want you to go to Hebrews 10. Okay. Hebrews 10. I'm there. Yep, okay. Uh I want you and and this is we're gonna we're not gonna but I, I want to see what the cross of Christ is what what's happening with the cross of Christ. I want you to just start reading Hebrews ten and let's say read uh, one through fourteen. Okay. For the law, having a shadow of the good things to come, and not the very image of these things can never with these same sacrifices which they offer continually year by year make those who approach perfect. Now get after each so verse then, stop. Hold on, stop okay. after each verse. This right. is what Raven did do. She did not harp on the law that you're doing things wrong. He knows that. She did not harp on you're now obeying the law as a solution. Keep going. All right. For then, two. would they, right, two. For then, would they not have ceased to be offered? For the worshipers, once purged, would have had no more consciousness of sins. But in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sin every year. And you didn't you didn't shove that down the throat. Say or, or I that one won't well the first name means nothing. You didn't say of all people, you're the last I ever thought. In other words, how could you be such a reprobate? She didn't do that. Keep going. All right. For if if it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins excuse me, for it is not possible. For it, it is not, yeah. I, I misread that. For it is not That's, possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. That's leading this, to the cross, and that's where Raven brought this man. If you give him anything other than Scripture, and I'm not saying don't say good morning, how are you? No, that's getting ridiculous. Don't give your commentary, your opinion, or religion. So you're right now, you're, you never gave him anything but the cross. That's what verse 4. Go ahead with 5. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offering... And what, 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 this is it, folks, the body. That body had to be sacrificed at the cross. You see, Raven, where you're in every everything, and I'm not, again, compliment you to be nice. Everything you're right. doing here is giving scripture. Why? Because everything has got to be pointing to the cross, not one, not one iota of what you think, say, or feel. You led them to the cross, and you're key, you keep doing it. I don't know if you've even ever given them any of your own words. I've never heard you said you have, but okay, go to verse 5. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, 
sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. And you didn't give any of that, nothing, just the scripture, which leads them, all scripture leads to one thing. Every verse in this book, every sentence, and that's the cross of Christ. Keep going. Then I said, behold, I have come. In the volume of a book, it is written of me to do your will, O God. Oh, I could spend two hours on this. How many folks, how many, how many of us are doing God's will, which is what? First Timothy 4.11, command and teach these things. Command and teach yeah. these things. Let's yeah. get back to Scripture, not Carl's opinion. Command yeah. and teach these things. I want to, I want, even if, even if someone gets mad and hangs up on me, the point of the matter, folks, First Timothy 4.11, these things command and teach. What? Verse 10, bring them back to the cross. And that's what you're doing in everything because you are yeah. doing God's will. Do you see the power here of just sticking to the words of Scripture? It is that the words of Scripture are what God's will is. Why do you want to go off and do anything on your own? Okay, go ahead with eight. All right. Previously saying... Sacrifice and offering, burnt offerings and offerings for sin, you did not desire nor had pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. All verse 8, folks, is religion, religion, religion. Look at Revelation, not now, Revelation chapter 17, about the great whore, the great harlot who sat on all the waters of the earth, which means the worldwide. And the great harlot was what? It was apostate religion. It's religion. Satan is the CEO, the CFO, and every other leadership position and creator of all religion. You've never offered them religion. Okay, go ahead. Nine. This is what I see you doing. I see you doing nine. Then he said, behold, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first, that he may establish the second. Now, the first is the law. And the law was not given to us to attain salvation. It was given to show us that we can't do it and point us to the need of our Savior. Yes. And that is... That's what going to the cross is. Okay, go ahead. Now, what about this this new way that's supposed to be what the Old Testament was pointing to? Read verse 10. By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And that is what you're doing. You're bringing them back to verse 10, which is the cross. Is this making sense? Don't just agree, folks, because you be polite. Do you down in your soul? Do you see what's happening here? And the oh, amazing yeah. thing, 
An amazing thing is since 2010. No, that's not that's not true. It's about six years now, going on six, five to six years. She is only bringing them back to the cross. And in less than two and a half months, one and a half months, we got initial response. Two and a half months, he's still watching. He's still looking. The cross will lead you to repentance, all of us. Yeah. All right? Go ahead and read the futility of religion in verse 11. Every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. And that was the Old Testament. They were doing this, and they were to realize that even though they did it daily, they still could not obey God. And that's what the Old Testament law is to do. It's to lead us to the fact we can't do it. Is it possible? Is it possible? that as talented as this person was, there may have been a part in him that started to to take a little faith in what he was doing. I don't know. I've never, I haven't right. talked to the man since the, the last service he ever had. Okay, but go ahead. Go to 12. 12, 13, and 14 is all about the cross, what you're giving him, nothing but. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. And that one sacrifice sacrifice for sin, folks, is nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. You see why I may spend the rest of my life on this cross of Christ and go nowhere else. Yes. Is this making sense? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I want you to I want you and I to take this that this is all we gotta give people. We don't have to give them any of our opinion. Now if they ask you something, you don't know, no, Carl said don't no, 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 no. But you've got to give them the cross, folks. We are so poor in the churches. Doctor Phil Youssef on December fourth a 2023 on CSN, Christian Satellite Network Radio, says today's church in America, 50% has left the scripture. Why? Because the scripture, if you follow it, is nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Mm -hmm. Go to verse 13. Oh, I didn't read 12 yet, I don't, I don't think. From that time okay. waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. Think about that. Ahead, his, feet, his feet yeah, on their yeah. heads. So okay, by one offering. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Stop after each verse. Did you read 12? Okay. Yes, you oh, but, sat down. Yeah, I did read 12. I'm sorry. That was 13. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So by one offering. Yep. So by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Being sanctified. 
That is a process that goes on for your lifetime. Yes. Now, being you're doing the will of God, Raven, and this is what I want to confirm to you and I both, especially to you and I, because we're taking on doing Bible studies with people. Mm -hmm. Verse number 15, we cannot forget. And verse 15 is, is, is happening here miraculously. For what reason? Because you are doing the will of God. Okay? Yeah. And when you're doing the will of God, as we saw here, that that is what Paul talks about, the will of God in Hebrews, or whoever wrote Hebrews, and also in First Timothy 4, 10 and 11, he says, command and teach these things. So you're doing the will of God. Now, who is your power, Raven? Read it in verse 15. And the Holy Spirit also witnessed, excuse me, witnesses to us. For after he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts. And in their minds, I will write them. Okay. Now, again, Raven did not give him, go back to preaching repentance. That, if she would have done that, he would have looked at it as you're judging me. I want you to go yeah. and see. I want you to read chapter 6 of Hebrews, the first two verses. Okay. We are to... We're not to keep going back to the same thing. Once a person knows the truth, whether they've left God or they're just apostate and backsliding, it's not our job to judge. It's our job to get into solid food, which Raven is doing. You're giving him the cross. You're not giving him all the fancy little lingos and and make you feel good sermons. Go ahead. All right. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ. Let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. Then read three. And this we will do. If God permits. Okay. I think out of Hebrews we've seen, regardless of what our denomination teaches, what we teach, what anybody says, thinks, or does, the cross is the only solution. And the cross will be the solution for a person who's never heard of the gospel, who needs to concentrate on the elementary beginning principles of the doctrine of Christ, like Hebrews 6, 1. Folks, do the will of God. Do the will of God. That's preach the words of the scripture, which every word is leading to the cross. The Holy Spirit is smart enough to figure out where that has to be applied to every person. And that's what I want to focus on for the rest of this program, at least, is the fact that you have never added your, not only your two cents, but your $30 of opinion into this. You have only given him the scripture. And in what has taken about six years 
of walking away from God. I don't know how where he is, but definitely having left his calling or one of his uh, gifts that he had, you are mm-hmm. you in a month, two and a half months. Uh, it to me, it's remarkable, but it's because you're doing the will of God. Do you see that? And God doesn't want any of our opinion. He wants us to give him the scripture because the scripture, every verse in this Bible, I don't know how many verses there are. I'm sure someone's figured it out. Let's say 30,000, 50,000. Mm-hmm. Think, right. Thinking of, take a circle, draw a circle, then radially away from that circle, make 50,000 lines. Every verse in the Bible is pointing right back to the center of that circle, which is the cross of Jesus Christ. And when you, Raven, were obedient to the Holy Spirit by not giving him any of your sermons, but just the scripture, I think it's remarkable that in a month and a half you got any response. I really do. Yeah. But your, power, it's been God your power is not in you. Your power, Raven, yeah. is in 1015. Read 1015 again of Hebrews. That's your power because you're obedient. Yes. And the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us for after he had said before. And I'll tell you something, Carl. You know, I've known for a while that there was an issue, but... I didn't do anything until God said, oh, by the way, this is what I want you to do. That's the difference. We act when God tells us to act, not when we think we should act. Say that again. We, I did not do anything until, because I've known this for a while that there was an issue. I didn't do anything until God said, by the way, this is what I want you to do. We act when God tells us to act, not when we think we should act. I asked you to say it again, not because I was questioning it, but it's so important. So important. But when I think of this, Raven, now a person very close to this man has said I don't even bring it up anymore because he just he 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 has he he has a, he'll he'll shoot it down no matter what I say in one and a half mm-hmm. months without any any verbiage from you no dialogue just bringing him back to the cross but in Hebrews mm-hmm. two, ten fifteen again read the power that's working in you because you're you're trusting what the word of God says. Read that power in Hebrews ten fifteen. I can't emphasize this enough. I can't. And the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us. For after he had said before, 16, this is the covenant I will make with them after those days. And that's what this is. This is the covenant we have with, with Christ is through the Holy Spirit because he gave the Holy Spirit to us when we are saved. And you are the one that is doing verse 16. You're just, you're confirming the laws in this man's minds. Not yeah. you, but the Holy Spirit through you. Yeah. Now, you know, in the 
prayer, Raven, where in the Lord's Prayer it says, uh, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. The way we're bringing praise to God, folks, is letting God work totally in us. Yeah. What to say, when to say it, when not to say it. When we do this, people are actually seeing the word of God working. They're seeing God working through you as an individual. That's how you're bringing praise and glory to the Father. Think of that. Yeah. You're right. Now, where you're, right. you're in verse you're in verse 15 and 16. I want you yeah. to read 17 to see what the result of this is going to be. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more. That's where you're leading this man to, Raven. And how people say, how do you know you're, that she's leading him? Because he's responding. It's his yeah. choice to respond. Okay, it's his choice strictly. But Raven is being obedient to God, and when she's doing God's will, she has all the power of the Holy Ghost, who is God. I want this, folks, don't just agree with me. That's why we're giving you the verses. Go through these, because you can do the same thing. I don't care if you've never, like me, I've never even seen a Bible college or a seminary. But we have an unction from the, from the Holy One, the Holy Spirit. He will give us all wisdom, all knowledge to do what he wants us to do. Number one, if we're doing God's will, and that's the first thing that I see the churches not concentrating on. They're concentrating on too many programs, too many activities, too many entertainments, rather than getting on our knees and asking, Lord, what James 1.5 says, if you lack wisdom, Ask God, and he will give it to you. It never, there's never in James 1, 5, one thing about you got to do to get better so a prayer is answered. Ask, and you will receive the wisdom. Let me tell you something, and Carl. I'm not special. But, but the, Exactly, but you're not special. But when you're doing the will of God, you've got the power of the Holy Spirit in Hebrews 10, 15, you can't have any more power than that. But it's not your power. It's not you getting powerful. It's the Holy Spirit walking or working in you because you have surrendered your opinion. Right. Yeah. This raven is the failure of the church today. What you have done with this man and leading him back to the cross, or however you want to phrase it, this is the failure of the church today. That's why young yeah. people, folks, people that are older, you know, 50s and 60s, you brought your kids to church all their lives, and they get their 20s, their 30s, they want nothing to do with it because there's nothing, no power. They see, pastor of our church said two weeks ago, why should kids want to, why should young adults that we raised in church want to come to church today? Most of the churches they see nothing. They see they see the same gossiping. They see the same attitude in the parking lot of cutting each other off and giving them the one finger salute. They see that. They don't. And he even said this. They can sleep in on Sunday morning. They're already there. Right. I'm yep. you. You've got to get away from religion, and yep. that is the biggest battle we fight. I want you to read Galatians five seventeen. The moment you're born again, 
What comes into you to fight the Holy Spirit? Religion. Let me get there. Galatians five seventeen. Yeah, no problem. This is, and 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 he's talking about trying to do the good thing. You try to do it in the spirit or the flesh. The spirit is the Holy yeah. Spirit. The flesh is religion. Religion is going yeah. to be the thing that sends more people to hell than any pornography ever designed. But if, but if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one. Whoops, you said 517. I'm in the wrong verse. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. And this is talking about a person who's just been born again. So they want to do the right thing. But the what is the immediate result of your being born again? Satan brings religion. Religion yeah. and religion is anything other than faith in Christ and him crucified. Yeah. Religion is anything added to or subtracted from Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yes. Don't add to, don't subtract from. Raven, I want you to read Revelation 22, 18 and 19, and you follow these to a T. And again, I'm not patting you on the back, but I want to recognize what you're doing right. All right. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. And this book, this book, the words of this prophecy, every word is leading to one thing. And that is the center of that circle you wrote on a piece of paper. And that's Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yeah. which is the cross. I don't care yeah. what position a person's in. Bring them to the cross. Bring them to the cross. That has the power of the whole. All these people, oh, I can't do this. I don't have a good memory. I can't speak in public. I can't do. None of us can do anything. Yes. Go to the cross. As the Holy Spirit said in First Timothy 4.11, these things command and teach. And Raven, you've done it. And you may, you may have been potentially pulling this person out of literally the fires of hell, which James actually says. I'm not making this up. We have got to get You know where that comes this. from, though? Where What's does that? that come from? But where, why? Where does that come from? You started this in the beginning, Carl, at the very very beginning and this and this doesn't come from me this comes from god it comes from the holy spirit in us in this the love of god was manifested toward us that god sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him in this is love not that we love god but that he loved us and sent his son to be prepared the propitiation for our sins, beloved, if God so loved us, 
we also ought to love one another. And that's bringing them to the cross. That's right. If we truly love our brother, we will reach out to him or her. This isn't just, let's make that clear. We're talking about brother and sister. I mean, come on. But I'm just saying, it is uh, the love that we have for each other. Not, it's not fleshly love. It's because of God in us. That's the only reason. It has nothing to do with, well, because, whatever, whatever reason you come up with. Cause of God working in us. That's it. The only reason we do this. Yep. Absolutely. But I want I again I'm and I said this five times, I want to stress that you've never given an opinion of your own or added anything to the scripture or taken away. Now no. eventually, eventually I look for dialogue between you and he and even there. Just ask just when you do it, just real in your mind. In the in the twinkling of an eye, just ask the Holy Spirit to give you the wisdom of what to say. Go to James one five, folks. I do this in the middle of a conversation. The other day, someone asked me a question, and I just had a feeling it was going to be deep. And I just well before they even started to ask, I just thought in my mind, Holy Spirit, give me the wisdom on this. That's all you yeah. have to do have to know the Bible. You don't have to be a PhD with 32 letters behind your name. I'm not criticizing education. But we don't need it. We don't have to have it. But we don't need it. We don't have to have it. God will give us the words. No. But the one thing I'll say about it, once your faith is in Christ alone, the education is good because it just gives you more tools to work with. I want you now, we're getting close to the end. I want you to go, okay. please, to James and read 19 and 20. This is where we're going to okay. end the program. Did you want this me to read James 1-5 first? Did you want me to read James 1-5 first? I'm, I'm there. Okay. That's, that's key. That's key. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Will. Yeah. Not 99, 44, 100% chance. Like, what was it, Dove used to say? No, it was, what's, what's ivory soap? 99 and 44, 100% pure. No, this is a 100% guarantee. Now, what I see happening, Raven, because you've been obedient to the Holy Spirit and bringing this man to nowhere but the cross, I see you are doing what James five nineteen and 20. And read these slowly so the words can sink in. Okay. Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul 
from death and cover a multitude of sins. There is no sermon, no pastor, no Bible teacher, no human being that can encourage you more than that verse. Those two right. verses. Just that is very encouraging. Know, when you have converted a sinner from the error of his ways, that doesn't tell us whether he's lost or whether he's just walking away from what well, we don't know. But he's right. in sin. Yeah. And there's sins. Understand, there's sins that you do things wrong. But there's also James four seventeen. To him that knows the good to do and does it not, to him the sin. And this man, if any human being I've ever known, knows the good to do, it's this man. But just look at this verse 20. How would you like when Christ returns? And we're going to hear it. And Christ to tell tell the world. And he's going to have the world to test every human being that ever lived for all time. That you have rescued this person from the fire of hell. And I'm not saying this to pump us up like a Newt Romney halftime. Right. This is reality. This is the word of God. I, I, it is encouraging. I can't help but apply what you've done in this situation because that is the poster child to me of a person who's stuck strictly to the cross and the effects it's having, and no one else in the family or anywhere else can even under can even get him to listen. Well, thank you. But this is God working in you. This is why you're right. going to hear on Judgment Day, well done, good and faithful servant. Not because you had random acts of kindness. Those are good things to do. Especially at my age, 81 years old, change my oil, cut my grass, shovel my snow. But this is the things that we're going to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. If you think that sounds good now, wait until you're standing in front of the man who has the holes in his hands who died to save his soul. And that's reality. You're going to be in front of that man. You will be. And when he says that to you, it's going to be more than emotional. Yeah. But it's, that's not, the thing is, that's not my my reason. It's because I love him. I mean, you know what I mean. Well, I think, I Raven, I, I think that love that you've got, which is the love of God, not your love. Right. I think the love of God, which is the result of salvation, I think I don't think I know by Ephesians two ten and Titus two fourteen that that love yeah. of God automatically results in us doing these things. I I think so too. Yeah. Well, but, in Ephesians two ten, we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Titus two uh, fourteen. Uh, Titus, yeah, 2.14 says that this salvation uh, makes us zealous of good works. Now, there's still one thing you had to do, Raven. God gives you the bent to do it. He gives you the will to do it, the power to do it. Are you walking in spirits or are you walking in religion, which most of the church is? And that is not only my opinion, 
but Dr. Michael Youssef, as well as Dr. David Jeremiah. Yeah. Are you walking in the flesh? Or are you, well, because if you're in the flesh, you're going to now impose religion on him. And you know what? He'd have blown you off. He'd have blocked you. Right. Right. Yeah, if I had tried to do this in the, under my own strength, he would, I would have no response at all. No hope. No, not with this guy, because he knew the scripture. Okay, we're yeah. down to the end. We've got about a minute and a half. Why don't you say a final prayer for the Holy Spirit guiding us? Because I had no intention of going this way, even when the program started, until I started thinking of the messages you started sending me about a quarter or three. All right. Father, we thank you so much for for those who are obedient to the Holy Spirit. Amen. For for those who love you and and just want to do your will. And we pray, Lord, that each of us, that as we hear you, we hear that still small voice that we will continually listen and that rather than pushing it aside, we will obey. Because as, as the, the, the loudness of the world closes in on us, it's very easy to say, I'll get to that later. Father, I'm so very thankful that that this man is is listening and, and is hearing the conviction of the Holy Spirit, even if it's only occasionally, because you promise that your word will not come back void. Father, continue to convict me and tell me when is the right time and what are the right scriptures to send to him. And, Father, I ask that you do the same with everyone, that you show We're them. We're running into person, the other All right. The you. person today, a person today that they need to pray for and speak, and speak the gospel to, in Christ's name, amen. Hey, thanks for your help. It was priceless today. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.